Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Wood Talk Weekend Show. It's time to unbutton those pants, crack open a fresh grape soda, and let the soothing sounds of Mark, Shannon, and Matt caress your ear holes. All right. Welcome to the weekend show. It's number 408 for September 8th, 2017. It's so the today, weekend. It is the weekend, actually. I forgot the matter. It's a weekend show. Okay. So, weekend show of the month. <laughs> weekend show of the month. We really should uh, just do a router bit of the month. Just to, to be able to bring back like clips of Vanderlist saying yeah. that. Just, just to keep it alive. Just so that people will always know what we're talking about. And no one at this point does. Maybe three right. people. Uh, and only two on this show know what we're talking about. You know, you, have, Did you listen to that map back in the day? Of course. Okay, good. good. What else was I listening to? You did, I listened to it more than you did. You Mark. did your homework. Yeah, I never listened to it. I just listened to the intro and then stopped listening. I, I watched Matt's stuff between uh, Wood Whisper episodes. You know, nothing, else, <laughs> nothing better on there's nothing else on the internet. What am I doing here? Okay. <laughs> so we're going to talk about something you know, sort of broadly about having other people in your shop and, and partnering with other people, working with other people in the shop, what that's like, but also, um, you know, very specifically about our experience while Matt was out here in my shop a couple weeks ago and we built some projects together and uh, how fun it was, maybe how not fun it was. Maybe it was annoying. Maybe, uh, maybe Matt farts a lot while he woodworks and I have to deal with that. It makes me quite uncomfortable. You probably liked like it. What are you talking objection about? Objection to me, so, I think. I, I don't I don't want to say anything because I don't want to embarrass the guy, but it smells like poop in here. So Bill? Wow. Talented. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah, it hasn't uh actually that's why no, I had to install a window impressed. over here to get the cross ventilation <laughs> to get the stuff out. <clears throat> okay. So oh. so uh, sort of looking at your time as a woodworker, how much experience have you guys had? with other people in the shop, like close quarters working with anyone. Cause I'm imagining the three of us don't really have a whole lot of that. Um, most of it comes from my volunteer time at the stepping stone when I had like between three and four other people in the shop mm-hmm. at, at one time. Okay. But that was 
fortunately that was mostly like museum type stuff, answering questions from customers and anything or customers, patrons, whatever visitors, that's what mm-hmm. they're called. Um, <laughs> Annoying people. But there were times when we had actual projects that had to be built for the museum. And that was a fiasco. I mean, it was, <laughs> was it? And, and, and a lot of it was, see, I think like in, in your case, you know, you guys kind of got along. All right. And you seem like you still get along. You're still speaking to one another. So that's a good thing. Uh, um, and, and I got along, got along just fine with the people that I volunteered with, but we were from very different walks of life, very different styles. So it was, it was an oil and water type thing, trying to get mm. something done. Like one person would literally be over your shoulder saying, well, I think I would probably do it this way. Like in mid mortise chop, like seriously, like now you're telling me to try this a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of, uh, um, kind of mismatched parts. Like one person would be working on one thing, another would be working on another, and like, hey, they don't fit together, um, <laughs> which was kind of an issue. Or the design agendas that were going on. I think we should do it this way. You know, one person being, no, that's wrong. We should do it this way. And yeah, so that was the negative um, side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've had it go, and I think a lot of that was because there was more than two people. Um, cause I've also done it with just one other person and it worked just fine. It mm-hmm. was all, it was all good. So, Oh, what do you expect when you get a room full of silverback gorillas? Yeah. All working on the same project at once. Yeah. And one female. <laughs> right. Yes. It doesn't go well. <laughs> There's going to be some, uh, some hurt feelings. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, how about well, you? You have a lot of, uh, experience with, with partnering with someone or, you know, multiple people in a shop. Not really. Yeah. I'd say that trip to your place was like the first real one. Like everything before that, like when Lindsay comes up, we do something together, some video project thing. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. But like she's working on the project. I'm just making the camera work and making sure she doesn't, she doesn't kill herself. So it's not like a whole lot of like, I'm not really <laughs> yeah. doing anything like woodworking related. Yeah. So okay. It's not like I'm actually working. Um, <clears throat> I think my experience was kind of limited to when I spent time at uh, David Mark's shop. And that's me sort of being the, uh, the, the guy who's like, please teach me something and I will sweep the floor. <laughs> uh, but meanwhile, I have to work you know, alongside with the guy and, and meet his expectations. So that was interesting. Uh, and then you know, maybe having students in, in my shop, that's happened before. That's a very different thing. It's, it's along the lines yeah. of what you're talking about, Matt, when, when you have your, your wife there, you're not just you – know, you're not working with them on the project. You're sort of overseeing and trying to capture mm-hmm. it and also, like you said, make sure they don't uh, – she doesn't hurt herself. It's the same thing with a student. You're trying to teach and you might have a little bit of side-by-side work, but you're just guiding them through the process. It's very different than what you and I did. Uh, you know, and our experience was, it was definitely a weird thing because our goal primarily was to make a bunch of picture frames. So even then it was like day one, picked them up at the airport. We come back, we're eating lunch and it's like, so what are we doing? Like, what are we, what are we building? Like we hadn't even, cause it's just a really busy time for everybody. Um, we didn't have any designs yet. So of course we, we pull up Google and start looking for ideas and, and get inspiration for what we want to do with this thing. Uh, and the next thing you know, we've got like five frame ideas and now we have to actually go into the shop and just execute these things. And I would say for us, maybe, maybe you disagree, Matt, but I thought actually we worked really well together uh, (laughs) considering this was a space Matt had never worked in before. Um, But I think we also 
you know, I know Matt's watched a lot of my videos, so he, he probably already coming into this knows how Mark would do something, which really helps in terms of like anticipating the person's next move and where mm-hmm. they're going to go, what tool they're likely to, to use so you're not in their way, that sort of thing. So, and that same thing happened with me when I worked with David, I was able to um, really fit into his shop pretty well because I was essentially raised, if you will, on woodworks. So I kind of had an idea of what David would do, where he would go, what what his next step might be. Uh, and it made it so much easier to work with the person. So thankfully- Were both- you shocked that you couldn't complete a project in 30 minutes? <laughs> yeah, well, that was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it, it was- it was definitely a fun experience, but I think what what made it so fun was the fact that we didn't have that many headbutting uh, situations, you know, where where someone thinks something should like what you were describing, Shannon. There was none of that, yeah. Um, and yeah. I think a lot of that comes to you know co- comes from having similar backgrounds and understanding each other pretty well before we even stepped foot into the shop together. Right. I, yeah. I really liked it. I think it was a lot of fun, and it was a totally different experience than anything I was ever used to mm-hmm. because like even if it was like because we're making videos and the fact that it was what made it the most interesting the most enjoyable for me was the fact that we both understand that process where it's not like we're not just making a project we're like filming this thing and getting that all done so like having someone else there like a couple times you're like hey Matt you actually want this camera to be recording right now <laughs> yeah that'd be nice <laughs> or like, <laughs> yeah or like the time i'm like doing a uh, glue up and matt set the camera up for me and then i look up and slowly but surely the camera's just panning down on its own because he didn't lock it down i was like uh, hey matt you want to fix this camera for me <laughs> and they were actually even with that because we were goofing off a lot there were some stupid mistakes like i've got a whole scene that i've got to chop up the audio on now to boost matt's levels because i set it up with two mics and matt never put his microphone on <laughs> and I didn't notice. I was just never wearing it. Yeah, so I've got this whole scene shot where I'm the only one wearing a microphone. <laughs> so, but you know, but ultimately, it's a power play right there, man. Jeez. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, I didn't even put batteries in his microphone. Little did you know. <laughs> First time I died, we tried to do my shop update, and the batteries on the receiver on the camera died, so I didn't even have any audio from my shop update. We recorded that twice, yeah. and that was the day I got there, and it was like. Nine or ten o'clock at night, we've been working all day. Yeah. I traveled that morning. I went. I didn't sleep that night, and then here we are doing a little shop update. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> you know, an interesting aspect of this, and I guess if you have a shop partner, maybe some people do. Like the together, they they with have you know maybe one or two other people, and they share a shop space. It's one thing to share a shop space, but it's another thing to actually be working on things together. And in some cases, I imagine two people working on a project could actually be much less efficient than just a single person. Uh, yeah. in, in our case, I think it really worked out well just because we we did work so well together. I feel like we were insanely productive. Like given the amount of time that we had, the number of things we were going to build, we just got a lot of stuff done. And, uh, you know, e- even to the point where after you left, and granted, I'm at a different phase with the project, like the Garden Gate, for instance. It took mm-hmm. me like a day and a half to make and do most of the woodworking for that Garden Gate. But now I'm like three weeks later and I still haven't <laughs> assembled it. So, it, you know, and again, it's it's because I'm working on the finish right now. But there is something about having that other person in the shop, especially when you're working together on a project, that kind of keeps you going and keeps the, the pace even if you don't even yeah. notice it's happening, the pace seems to be faster and the, the productivity seems to be uh, more substantial in those situations. Yeah, it's very weird. I was, I did not think we would get that far. Like I, mm-hmm. I built that bar stool in 
two days. Yeah. And it's like, there's like no way I would have done that in two days at my shop. Right. Yeah. For some reason, I, it was just taking me longer. And we did, I don't know. you know, picture frames are not that big of a deal, but we did some pretty substantial picture frames that are more than just like four boards and, and 45 degree miters. Uh, we did a total of five frames. And then we each built a project for our own respective sites. He did uh, the bar stool and I did the garden gate. Uh, he also did his update. We did some Friday. Well, I think we did a Friday live and a guild mm-hmm. live. I mean, we were working our butts. We, off, went to a, we went to a meetup. We did a meetup. Yeah. There was a Denver meetup at the time too. So we got so much done in five days that it, it's just unbelievable. But I know that's, that's a rare situation because <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you're working with other people, you're not always going to see eye to eye on certain aspects. And frankly, if we work together longer, yeah, there might be stuff we would butt heads on, you know, but in this particular situation, it was, it was pretty good. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Do we have anything else we want to say about this? I do. I have one more thing I want to say about this as, as someone who coming into a shop space, you're not used to, there were some, there's like a lot of things that like, it's, it's a very foreign space. So like the workflow is a little different. Mm -hmm. You gotta get used to that. You gotta get used to the, the different tools and there's a lot of things that like that you have set up in your shop or the tools you have that I just have never used or I've never had that experience with. So I had a lot of firsts while I was in your shop. Okay. Like first time using a combination blade of the table saw. Okay. That was a first. That was weird. Uh, and like the way that you work is a lot like as far as safety goes. Like I'm not I personally not that concerned with dust, but I know you are. But I know something I've been trying to do for a long time is to be concerned myself more with it and be a little more proactive about wearing a respirator and whatnot. So I brought mine with me and I wore it and it was, it was fine and everything, but because you were there wearing yours, I wore mine and it definitely helped me to kind of start building that habit of wearing one. So yeah. even though I'm back now, I'm still wearing in the shop. Right. And the, the, the dust thing has been really hard for me to get that over that hump of like this doing it because it doesn't bother me. Like I don't have, it doesn't give me sinus issues. I don't have like crack, like crust built up my nose all the time or whatever. It's oh, not an you. issue. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just not an issue for me. It's like, like hearing protection, that's pretty easy because it's, it's more comfortable. Eye protection is like there's crap flying in your eyes all the time. Yeah. That's kind of, it's obvious. Kind of takes care of itself. Yeah. Right. Dust, it's like, an, it's, a, it's a hindrance for me because I got to take this thing off. I can't, the one thing I hate about wearing a dust mask that you don't even notice it, you probably don't notice it anymore. I can't just blow dust off of crap whenever I want now. <laughs> you have That's to break that can habit. try, though. I try that all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. You go, and you go, oh, crap. Come on, man. <laughs> you don't have that portable compressed air thing anymore. Yep. And, you know, I, I would really miss that. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where my um, – I, I, I live in fear of invisible things. <laughs> like I, I fear everything that could potentially kill me, and uh, and I think about it way too much. So my personal fear of what dust can do to my lungs is enough to say, uh, yeah, I'm going to wear that all the time. And you know what? I have a little dust meter in here, and I'm going to let my air cleaner run, and I'm not taking this thing off until I see that number get down to something a little bit more reasonable. Um, and I realize that's, and I see it all the time. I look at, uh, you know, whether it's YouTubers or Instagram accounts and I see people just, you know, not everybody is as worried about it as I am. And maybe I'm a little bit too far on the, the, you know, precaution side of things, but that's, you know, everybody's got to find their own, their own comfort level. But I say, if I encourage you to wear it more then that's good. You did. Cause you should. I think from that perspective, (laughs) they're really, this is a very good thing. And I think I would encourage others to, like find an opportunity to work with yeah. someone else in your shop or go to their shop and work with them and vice versa. In fact, the, that guild that I spoke at 
uh, whenever that was June, they actually do a shop swap type thing. You can sign up to spend a day in somebody else's shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like they were talking about it at the meeting and it was, it was very, very positive. Everybody was saying kind of what Matt is saying. Like I'd never, never had that experience. I never thought about doing it this way. Now I've changed the way I'm doing things. So I think because this is such a kind of insular type pursuit yeah. that uh, we can yeah. we can get so caught up in our own ways of doing things. And as much as the internet has allowed us to find our tribe and find all the new different ways, there's still something different about having that person in your shop, mm-hmm. you know, and, and keeping on track. Yeah. So, there's no doubt about cool. it. And anytime I've taken classes at a different school, oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's one it. of the things that I love about that experience. Cause I just look around and it's, it's basically another version of like Matt saying, I come here and I see the workflow. I see how Mark operates in this space and whether he takes something home from it, you know, regardless, it's still interesting to see. So same thing with classes, you go to this space and you look, okay, now this is a, a space that has to manage a lot of people. So they're going to do things a little bit differently, but you definitely get insights into things that you could then bring back to your own shop and improve your space or technique wise as well. You learn mm-hmm. a lot of new techniques. So yeah, that's, that's a really good point. That is incredibly valuable. Yeah, Thank I'm, you. Cons- I'm considering a combination blade for my table saw now. See, uh, you want to save some time? Useless. Stop switching buy, blades, man. Buy a sliding compound miter saw instead, Matt. You know <laughs> well, yes, we, we know now that that is the cure-all. For just I like need that. to make a miter saw station, a big wall unit, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. so yeah. What's, 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 what's your vendetta against combo blades? Why haven't the you The cut quality them? is not that good. What? What? Yeah. what so you're a dedicated rip, dedicated cross-cut blade? Yeah, and I, as I thought about it, like... How the cuts needs to be perfect is kind of what I've I've realized or I've come down to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Well, you cut That's miters. Kind of where I've been. You cut miters on my saw, which is cross cutish, right? Yeah. Uh, the, and that was with a combo blade. Did you have a problem with that cut quality? Be honest. No, I guess not. Be honest. Now the 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 thing you notice the most is with the rip cuts. The yeah. cross cuts is a little bit of chipping on the surface. But if you're going to be standing on the surface after it's assembled or something, that's probably going to, get, going to be removed anyway. Yeah, it's minimal. Uh, rip cuts, you'll see that they have some saw marks, which I'm not used to. I'm used to, like, perfect edge, yeah. like, off the jointer look. But to the same effect, I joint the boards anyway before I glue them together if I'm yeah. doing, like, a that's panel or something. That's, that's what I'm saying. What, what's your, what are you doing with these things that you need them to be perfect? I don't know, Mark. Okay, I let I save a, yourself. I have some a higher time. level of perfection than you do. Just, yes, just admit it. Yeah, <laughs> as we know from our recent Facebook experiences, Matt's uh, oh, pension for quality kill, exceeds kill mine. Me now. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people have no idea what we're talking about, but there was some some funny Facebook business going on <laughs> with Matt's choppy mortises. Trying to enjoy my weekend. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Yeah. But terrible. Okay. Um, <laughs> great, but terrible. Yeah. Kind of ragged kind of beaver did this mortise. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, boy. Good stuff. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful weekend, and we will catch you next time. <laughs> good, goodbye. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.